scriptures written down for you. Uh, uh, where'd they go? Oh, there they are. There they are. Now listen, we have a promise. You know, the American missionaries have told us that, that they was going to send us some Bibles, and, and you'll all get to have one. You'll get to have one to take home with you, but listen, we'll keep writing them out till they get here. I know they're going to come, but listen, on, on the back, I've written them down for you, and then we'll, we'll read them together. And uh, this is God's Word. We're going to be in Matthew. We're going to be in Matthew today, and then, and then we'll, I'll show you the study. <clears throat> now, what's been, what's been y'all's favorite, what's been y'all's, y'all's favorite uh, truth so far out of Matthew? You know, we've been in Matthew for several months now. But what's been your what's been your favorite truth so far out of the book of Matthew? And don't say everything either. What do you think? What's been what's been your favorite so far? About the coming king. About the coming king. He is our king. Amen. And he's coming again. Amen. What about the power? What about the power? Man, he's got power over everything. Everything that we struggle with. Everything that frustrates us, everything that we have to face, we'll never go through something that our king doesn't have power to overcome. Isn't that great? Amen. How many of y'all have problems? Amen. We all have problems. But we have a king who can overcome them all. Now, now, it's going to be a little tight today. And I don't, I don't mean that in a bad way. But we're going to see that we've got a responsibility. We've got a job. Now, so far, so far we've talked about the king and his kingdom. We talked about the king and his herald. If y'all remember, John Baptist, the king would always have a, a forerunner to go before him and proclaim and say the kingdom is coming, the king is coming. And John Baptist was that forerunner. Remember, he was the voice crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. And, uh, and then we had the king and his testing, if y'all remember. Uh, he went through the wilderness and fasted 40 days and, and was tempted and tested by Satan. Because you got to understand, if, if we're going to have a king, he's got to be able to be the king. And he's got to be able to conquer the former king. You know, the devil is the prince of the power of the air. and He's the god of this world. So if a king is going to come and be the king of the world, he's got to be able to overcome the former king. And guess what? He won. Flying colors, he won. Now, then we had the king in his court. The, the, the disciples, he called the disciples and said, come and what? Come on, come and follow me. Okay, and then we had the king in his constitution. That's the Sermon on the Mount. And, and, and Jesus is laying out what it's going to be like in his kingdom. Now, we know he wanted to give the kingdom then, but they rejected him. But guess what? There's going to be another kingdom. He's, he's going to offer it again during the millennial reign, and they're going to believe this time, and he's saying this is how it's going to be. This is the constitution for the new kingdom. And then last week, if you all remember, we talked about the king and his power. You know, we have a powerful king. We have a mighty king. He has power over disease and sickness. He has power over Satan. He has power over the situations in our life that overcome us, the storms in our life. He can walk into our situation. He can walk into our storms and say, peace be still and everything be okay. Now, now, today, today, so far, it's really the focus has been all about the king. Well, today we're going to talk about the king and his ambassadors. 
the king and his ambassadors. How many of y'all know what an ambassador is? Anybody know? Anybody want to guess? Say that again. A representative. Okay. A representative. Anything else? Somebody official, right? Someone with authority given to them from a, a state or a country or a prince. We'll look at that toward the end. We're going to focus on that word ambassador. Well, Jesus is fixing to send out. He's fixing to send out his disciples. And, and we're going to see that today. All right. So let's read. Let's read. If you'll look in your scriptures, I wrote out for you. At the bottom. It says in Matthew 10, 1 through 7. And when he had called, called say that with me. When he had called, called unto him his 12 disciples. disciples, he gave them power. power. He called them. What are they called? Disciples. He gave them power. power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Now, the names of the 12 apostles, get with it, Johnny, pay attention. You can't see. That's not an excuse. Use your flashlight. All right. Let's try this again. Now, the names of the 12 apostles. Did you get it that time? I got it. All right. Are these the first Simon, who is called Simon Peter, Andrew his brother, James the son of Zebedee, John his brother, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew the publican, James the son of Alphaeus, and Labius the, the surname, whose surname was Thaddeus, Simon the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him. These twelve, Jesus what? He sent forth. And then commanded them, saying, Go not into the way of the Gentiles, and into any city of the Samaritans enter ye not, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Watch this. And say that part again. And as ye go. What do you do as ye go? Preach. Saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, now let's explain. Let's explain these verses here. And then we'll talk about how it applies to us. Okay. Now, here's the deal. When Jesus came, he came as the promised king. If you'll remember in the very beginning of this study, we talked about from the very beginning throughout the Old Testament, Jesus was promised as a king. I'm going to send you a king. One day I'm going to restore Israel. One day I'm going to send a king of the lineage of David who his kingdom will be forever. So guess what? He showed up. He was born. He didn't come like they thought he would. He wasn't, he wasn't born in some special hospital, but he had a great announcement. If y'all remember this, the angels announced to the shepherds, you know, unto you is born this day in the city of David, a savior, which is Christ the Lord, you know, and the, in the wise men, they came and said, we come to worship the king. We're here to see the king. Well, he came as a king and he, he said, listen, I want to send you forth to announce my kingdom, my kingdom, right? Now here in this, here in this particular chapter, he is telling them, because this is, this is going to help you understand why he said, do not go to the Gentiles. Don't go to the Samaritans. Only go to the lost sheep of Israel. Now, why is that important? Because that is who the kingdom is for. That is who the kingdom is for. He is announcing his kingdom. Okay? So he is saying, go to the Jews and tell them your king is here. The Gentiles are not going to understand that. 
They were never promised a kingdom, right? right? They were not promised a, a coming king. It was the nation of Israel. So he said, stay focused, go to the nation of Israel and tell them your king is here. Now that's why we use the word ambassador because they were now official representatives of the who? The king. And they are to go and say that your king is here. He's here, right? So that is what these verses are implying. That's why he said, don't go to the Gentiles. Don't go to the Samaritans. Only go to the Jews because they are announcing the Jewish king is here to set up a Jewish kingdom. Does that make sense? Now, what does that got to do with us? How does that apply to us? Well, let's take this and use this and apply it to our life today, okay? Now, here's what I want to do. And this is why we had to get the word right a while ago. First, I want you to see, number one, I want you to see, their, we're talking about the ambassadors, right? I want you to see their titles, their titles. What are they called, okay? There's two, there's two titles that they're giving in this verse. Let's look in verse number one. Let's look in verse number one. It says, and when he had called unto him his 12 disciples, disciples. say that with me, his 12 disciples. disciples. And then look what it says in verse two. Now the names of the 12 apostles, apostles. Apostles. get it right. There we go. So isn't that amazing? He gives them a different name. He calls them something else. Now there's a reason for that. There's a reason for that. And let's go. So let's look in our notes. Let's look in our notes. I just, I, I, I just usually I'll leave blanks out because it's so dark. You probably wouldn't be able to see. Good thinking, right? That's right. All right. Now look, the 12, the 12, what? What's the first title? Disciple. 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 What do y'all think a disciple is? A follower. Okay. What else? Anything else? Okay. All right. All right, great answers. Now look, in your Webster's Dictionary, it gives two different definitions. It, it really descriptions of a disciple. The first one it gives it is a student. A student, a pupil, a pupil. Uh, do we have any teachers? Anybody a teacher? Miss Jen, you're a teacher? I am. And, and, you're, and, and you're, not, you're not afraid to say that? Well. <laughs> <laughs> what, what grade do you Good teach? Grade. Fifth grade, is that before they know everything? Yeah, they're kind of on the edge. Right on the edge of knowing everything. Okay. Uh, so what? So you're there. You're there. And what are you expecting them to do in that classroom? To learn. Okay. It's a student is a learner. Come on, say it with me. They are a learner. A learner. So what is? What are they doing? As Christ's disciple, they're learning from him. They're walking with him everywhere he goes, and they're learning from him. Now, what are some things we can learn from Jesus or we need to learn from Jesus? Anybody? The choices we make. The choices we make. That's a great, that's a great answer. The, Jesus made all good choices. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. Oh, he was good at that, wasn't he? He said on the cross, forgive them for they know not what they do. Man, that's, that's really good. We can learn forgiveness from Jesus. What else do we need to learn? Loving others. Loving others. His power. Yes, he had power. What else? What can we learn from him? What can we learn from him? He's our example. He, he walked and he lived on this earth to show us how to act, how to love people. How about this? How to treat people. 
how to, how to behave, how to, how to, he, what, what did he do with temptation? We learn from him how to deal with temptation in our life, how to face the devil, how to do all of these things. Now, is it enough just to learn? No, no. You see, the second part of that definition is what? Number two, a disciple is not only a student, a student is to learn. learn, okay? What did Jesus say in Matthew eleven twenty eight? 28? Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You see, that yoke has two oxen. And usually when they're training the younger, they'll put a seasoned, older, stronger oxen in one side. And that other one can sit and watch and learn and know what to do. And Jesus saying, hook up to me. Let me teach you. Let me give you what you need. Follow me. Watch me. Listen to me. Study me. Learn. Learn. So as a student, a disciple is to learn. Then, then secondly, they are a follower. Uh-oh. 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 What does a follower do? A student is to learn. A follower is to do, do, act. You see, there's a lot of people that are good about learning. They'll take this book and that book and this conference and that conference, go to this meeting and that meeting and and do all this learning, but they never put it into practice. It doesn't matter how much of the Bible you know if you're not going to do none of it. A disciple is not just a learner. They are a follower. A learner is someone who takes in the information. A follower is one that will do what you learn. So if we learn forgiveness, what do we got to do? Practice forgiving, right? All right. So we find a disciple. He calls them the disciples. They follow Jesus around. They learn from him. They learn from his behavior They learned from his activity and his teaching to go out and do it. What's the word follow? Look at what the definition to follow is. It means to to imitate and to to copy, to imitate Jesus, right? Now, so they were called a disciple. What were they called in verse 2? An apostle, an apostle. Now, what what is an apostle? It's defined in two different ways. There are actually two definitions to support the word. First, an apostle is one who is sent. Guess what it says? Look at, let's, let's go back to Matthew. Let's go back to Matthew. It says in, in, uh, in verse, number, verse number five, verse number five. What's it say in verse number five? First sentence. These 12 Jesus sent forth. These 12 Jesus sent forth. Okay. These 12 Jesus sent forth, right? He sent them. Now, what's that got to do with us? What's that got to do with us? Matthew 28, 18. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Next word. Go. Say it again. Go. Say it again. Go. Now watch this, guys. Watch this. We all, we all want to, to, to get out here in, 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 in our communities and say, 
right? We want to say, and, 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 and that's okay. I'm, I'm not going to say that's bad, okay? I'm not going to say that's bad. Because, listen, as many nets as we can get out, great. But that's not the command. The command is to Now, does it not say at the bottom of that, uh, those verses in, in, in Matthew, it says, as ye And you know what? That's what the Great Commission is. Go ye into all the world. When you take this word go and you break it down, it literally means as you are going. In other words, when you get to the market, when you get to the schoolhouse, when you get to the rice field, when you get to where you're working, where you're playing, where you're socializing, that's where you take the gospel. It's not just come and go to church with me. Come, the preacher's got something to tell you. No, you're to go. These men were sent. They were sent, right? So an apostle is one who is sent. What's the, what's the next one? They're not only sent, but what? They are commissioned. What does that mean? They're official. They're official. Now, uh, what, what, let's, let's think about an official. When you run into an official, you hear that word official. What does it mean? What, 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 does, that, what does that make you think of when you think official? Authority. Authority. Exactly. Anytime you see an official, you see one with a badge. What does that badge mean? They've got authority. All right. When you're on the when you're on the football field, when you're on the football field, and the ones with, with the striped shirts on, and come on now, come on now. <clears throat> That's right. <clears throat> what do, what does the one with the striped shirt on? What what do they have? Authority, authority. Now here's the thing. Here's the thing. There's an Auburn fan up here blowing my papers away. <laughs> All right. So when they're sent, they're sent with authority. authority. Now, why do we need to know that? And why is that important? Because a lot of times we're afraid. A lot of times. Now, let's, let's be honest, guys. Let's be honest. You know, sometimes when we, when we go and we want to witness, we want to share, we're kind of timid kind of nervous we're kind of afraid now let's be honest how many of y'all can be honest for just a second just a second have a second how many of you wanted to share you intended to share you meant to share but you kind of chickened out well guess what you're an official you have authority you have power we shouldn't be afraid if there's anybody that should be bold, it should be God's children. We have authority. I'm not doing this on my own. This is not my idea. This is, are y'all with me? They're commissioned. So they're not just, they're not just learners. They're not just students. They're not just followers. They are official. They have authority. And so do you. All right, now watch this. It gets better. It gets better. Look at this. One who is sent. Go ye therefore. Go ye therefore. All right, listen. In the, in the command, he says, teach all nations. That means make disciples out of them too, right? It means share with them too. Look at, look at the second one. 
we not only see their titles. What were the two titles they were given? They were disciples, disciples and apostles. Okay, so as a disciple, they learned and they did. They learned and they did. As an apostle, they were sent. They were official. They had a commission, all right? Now look, this number two, we see their, their touch. Let's go back. Let's go back to Matthew. Look what it says. Look what it says. And when he called them, when he called them unto him, his 12 disciples, he gave them power. power. He gave them power. power. Now look, now look. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. God is not going to call you to do something without giving you the power to do it. He gave them power. He said, now listen, and, and this, was, this was big time power. It was supernatural power. Man, they could go cast out devils and heal sicknesses and do all of this. And we know that represents the king because this is what the king is going to do in his kingdom during the millennial reign and, and all of this. But guess what? You've been sent too. You've been commissioned too. You've been given authority too. But not only that, you've been given power. There's two areas that we need to focus on that I need you to understand. You have power in two ways, okay? First, you have the power of the Spirit. Power of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit lives in you. The same power that brought Jesus back from the grave is in you. The same power that was used to speak this world into existence. It says, by the Spirit of God, the Spirit moved on the face of the waters in Genesis. That same power is in you. What does it say in Acts chapter 1? Verse 8, but ye shall receive power. But ye shall receive power. power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses. All right, God has given you to be a witness. To be a witness, right? Power, authority. God's going to give you. And see, here's the thing. A lot of us think, well, what am I going to say? Don't worry about that. He's going to tell you what to say. He's going to help you. What if I mess it up? You can't. You can't. If you make yourself available, God will do it for you. He's given you power. Don't be afraid. Share your faith. Tell somebody about Jesus. You have power and you have authority. Now here's the thing. You have power of the spirit, but guess where else you have power? The scriptures. Let's read it. Let's read it. Look what it says. Romans chapter 1 verse 16. Romans 1 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, the gospel of Christ. For I am not ashamed of the God. This is Paul speaking, by the way. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power. It is the power. I need a witness. It is a power. power the power of God unto not how you say it, not your story, not, not, listen, uh, your ability to articulate scripture. It's the simple. Now, what is it? The simple gospel. What is the gospel? Jesus died for you. Jesus rose again the third day and Jesus will save you. That is the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. You don't have to know Genesis through Revelation. You don't have to know where Adam, or excuse me, Cain got his wife from. You don't have to know every 
kind of crazy question somebody has about the Bible. All you got to know is Jesus is the son of God. Jesus lived on this earth. Jesus died on the cross. In three days, Jesus rose again. That's all you have to know. Why? Because there is power in the gospel. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God unto salvation. We make this way too complicated. If somebody asks you a question that you don't know, don't be afraid. Here's how you say, that's a great question. I don't know, but I'll find out. Let's practice. Oh, Lord Jesus. All right. That's a great question. Can we do it at the same time? That's a great question. That's a great question. I don't know. I don't know. But I'll find out. But I'll find out. Isn't that easy? That's a great question. <laughs> Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be no. Let's be honest. How many of us have worried about sharing it? Because we were afraid we wouldn't know what to say. You know what Paul said? It's the gospel. It's the gospel. The gospel is Jesus died for you. Jesus loves you and Jesus will save you. The death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. There's power in it. There's something about God's word that it's powerful. I led another, I led another Bible study and we started in Genesis 1. And all we read was the, the first five days of creation. That's it. And you should have seen the people, they were unchurched people, unsaved people that were in the room. And they were just amazed. And I've read it a thousand times. But guess what? It's the power of the scripture. The power of the scripture. Don't think you've got to know it all. And don't think you have, you've got to be able to explain it all. Just know the gospel. Jesus died for me. All right, say this with me. Jesus loves me. Jesus died for me. He rose again the third day. And he's coming again. He will save you if you ask him. Church, say amen. Amen. So he gave them power. Listen, before they had to accomplish what he sent them for, he gave them power. So know this. Know this. Whatever he's telling you to do and whatever he's sending you to do, he will give you power. power. Now watch this third one. Now watch this third one. This is where we're going to kind of draw it all together, okay? Now, here's the thing. Number one, we saw their what? Their titles. They were, they were given the title disciple and apostle, right? But then we saw, number two, we see their touch. Their touch. God touched them. And God gave them power just like he's given you power. When the Holy Spirit came upon you at your salvation, he gave you power. He gave you power. Now, here's the thing. We see, thirdly, we see their task. God's never going to give you power just for the sake of having power. He's given you a job to do. We've got a responsibility. Amen? Amen. Now watch. Look at their responsibility. He says, he says look at, let's see, let's see. Look in verse number five, verse number five. Can you see it? Can you see it, John? I got it. I got it. All right. 
These 12, Jesus sent forth and commanded them. When you see that word commanded, what do you think? Commanded. Say it again. Say it loud. Say it loud. You better do it. No choice. In other words, this is not a suggestion. If y'all don't mind, will you? No, that's not, that's not how this works. If you, if, you, if, you, if you think you get some time, would you? No. A command is not a suggestion. You better Watch this. Jesus commanded them saying, go not into the way of the Gentiles and into any city of the Samaritans enter not, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Watch this. As ye go. All right. What? Preach, okay? So let's, let's, let's look at the underlying parts, okay? Let's look at the underlying parts of verse 5 and verse 7 and put it together, okay? Let's read it. These 12 Jesus sent forth and commanded them, verse 7, as ye go, preach. This is a command, right? Saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. In other words, the king is here. That was their message. Okay, so there's two things that we see here. Their task was to represent the king, right? To represent the king and to reveal the kingdom. Now, now this is where we're going to go with this. <clears throat> this is where we're going to go with this. As, as, their, as their, their title, apostle, with authority, they have been sent. And they had basically two jobs. To represent the king. They were, they were not going on their own. They were not going representing themselves. Now, this is important. And this is just a side note. We're just going to throw this in here as a commercial. Uh, it's not about you. Any ministry is not about you. It's not about me. It's about the king. I'm not coming to you in my authority. I'm not coming to you in my ability. I'm not coming to you with my opinion. I'm not coming to you with my message. I'm coming to you with a message from the king. From the king. Yeah. And my authority is from the king. My power comes from the king. My message comes from the, king. from the king. Now what is the message? Their message was to reveal the kingdom. The kingdom is here. The kingdom is at hand. God has sent the promised king and the kingdom is here. All we have to do is accept the king and receive the king. Now we know they didn't. So instead of a kingdom, Jesus created a church. Now the kingdom will come again during the millennial reign. But until then, Jesus is building the church. He said, on this rock, I will build my now watch this. We have the same task. We have the same task. We are here to represent the king. When I stand in this pulpit, I don't represent Temple Baptist Church. I don't represent Malcolm Carter. I represent the king. I represent the king. When I'm at work, I represent the king. When I'm at the ball field, and we need to remember this when we cuss out the referee, we're representing the king. We got to be careful. We got to be careful how we look, how we behave, 
how we act because we came on business for the king. And we represent the king. But guess what? We got a message too. Our message is that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. There is a salvation. There is a gospel message. What is the gospel? It means good news. I have good news. It doesn't matter if you were a drunk, Johnny. Jesus loves you while you were drunk. But God commended his love toward us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter where you've been. Doesn't matter how long you've been there. Jesus loves you just like you are. You don't have to fix nothing. You don't have to start nothing. You don't have to stop nothing. Just come to him like you are. Jesus will take you like you are. But thank God Almighty, Johnny, he won't leave you that way. We have a message. It's great news. How much, how much greater news can you have to know that he'll sober up a drunk? He'll clean up an addict. He'll straighten out a family. He'll make a stingy person a giver. Listen, he'll make somebody who's hateful and racist and prejudiced, he'll make them love people he never loved before. Man, that's great news. We should be excited about this. We should want to tell everybody. Right? We have a task. We have a responsibility. Now, we see the king. What's the title? The king and his ambassadors. Now, let's see where this has, what does it have to do with us? It has to do with us. If I don't be quiet, the authorities are going to hear us. <clears throat> it's kind of hard when you got good news. Watch this. Here's a conclusion. Here's a conclusion. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Now, everybody pay attention. I know, I know uh, we're supposed to be in the jungle of North Vietnam, but I need everybody in the congregation to pay attention too, okay? We have in church, and y'all are, y'all are here having church with us, but this all pertains to all of us, and all God's people say it. Amen. Now watch. 2 Corinthians five seventeen. Therefore, if any man be in Christ... All right, what does it mean to be in Christ? Saved. They're saved. They're born again. All right, so say that with me. If any man be in Christ, that means he is saved. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are. Did that happen to you, Brother Johnny? Old things passed away. How many of y'all in the congregation know what I'm talking about? Old things passed away. Behold, all things. How many things? All. all things are become new. Now, 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 now. Here's where we mess up. I don't want to say we mess up, but we stop. The majority of people's Christian lives, this is the extent of it. I'm saved. Thank God I'm saved. I go to church. I'm saved. That's, that's wonderful. I'm saved. And, and we come and sing and we thank God that we're saved and, 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 and that's all we do. Now, there's nothing, wrong with, there's nothing wrong with saying thank God I'm saved and being, being thankful that we're saved and go to church and praise God because we're saved. But guess what? You're not just saved. You're sent. You're sent. If, if the disciples... If all they ever did was thank God for choosing them and they never went and told nobody, we wouldn't be here right now. It's not enough just to go to church. It's not enough just to worship. It's not enough just to pray. It's not enough just to praise. We're sent. Now, 
we're a new creature, and we thank God for that, and we praise God for that, and we get excited about that. I'm glad things ain't the way they used to be. I'm glad I'm a different person. I'm glad all things are become new. But watch this. Watch this. It gets serious. It gets serious. Watch this. And all things are of God. In other words, it was God that did it. Now watch this. This is so important, guys. We're almost done. Who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and hath given to us, given to who? Us, Us, the ministry of reconciliation. What's reconciled mean? What's reconciled mean? Say it again. To come back together. To bring back in. So if you have to be reconciled, you're apart, right? You know, you have a, you have a, 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 a couple and said they have reconciled. What, what does that mean? It means that at, at a time they were apart. They were separated. But they have come back. Together. They've come back together. They have been reconciled. And so what that means is there is a world that's separated from God. There is a world that's been separated from God because of sin. God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we walk with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. Sin separated man from God. Man is way apart from God. But the whole Bible, the whole Bible is the story of God redeeming and reconciling man back to himself. The very beginning tells us how we messed it up and how we got away from God. All the way to the end is God working to what? To reconcile or bring us back to him. So how did he do it? Through Jesus. Jesus made the way. Watch this though. He hath given to us, us, the ministry of reconciliation. What does that mean? What does that mean, guys? He hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. What is that saying? It's our job to bring them to God. It's our job to go tell them that God wants you back. Right? Now watch. To wit, to wit, that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself not imputing their trespasses unto them. In other words, not holding against them the stupid things they did. But hath committed unto, hath committed unto the word of reconciliation. What is the word of reconciliation? It's the gospel. Jesus loves you. This I know for the tells me so. Jesus will forgive you. Jesus will save you. Jesus will wash all your sins away. He will bring you to God and put you on good terms with God again. That's the word of reconciliation. Who's got that word? We do. Who's been, who's been commanded to share it? We have. All right, watch. We've been committed. It's been committed unto us, the word of reconciliation. Now then, here it is. Now then. Since you're a new creature, since old things are passed away, since all things have become new, since God has a plan to bring the world back to himself, he fulfilled that plan and accomplished that plan by what Jesus did on the cross. He then committed it to us. Now then, we, say it with me. Come on, everybody. We. We. One more time. We. All the congregation. We. Everybody, I can't hear you. We. Just the balcony. Help me. Help me. We. We. All together. We. We 
are ambassadors for Christ. Everybody say it. We are ambassadors for Christ. Everybody say it. We are ambassadors for Christ. Now, what's that mean? As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. What does that mean? What he is saying here, what he is saying, as an ambassador, I'm standing in the place of God. Instead of God standing here, I'm telling you for him. I am standing in his stead. Be reconciled to God. Jesus is not here. He sent me to tell you. He loves you and he will save you. He will forgive you of every sin you've ever committed. It doesn't matter how bad you've been. It doesn't matter how long you've been bad. It doesn't matter where you are, what you're from, or whoever you are born to. He will save you. And I'm telling you this, in Jesus' stead. God wants you back. God wants you back. God doesn't like being separated from you. God loves you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. He created you. He made you. He spoke you into existence. He loves you. And I'm here in Christ's stead to tell you he wants you back. What are you supposed to tell the one at work? God wants you back. What are you supposed to tell the one in the market? God wants you back. Why? You're an ambassador. When you go to work, when you go to school, you represent the king. And you're there to tell him, God wants you back. You've been gone long enough. God wants you back. I don't know how to get back. He already did what's necessary. By the work of Jesus Christ, you're an ambassador. You remember what I said in the very beginning, that this is more about us than it is about the king. He is the king, but he does have representatives. Are we doing our job? Are we representing the king well? Are we representing the king? When's the last time you told somebody at work, God wants you back? Turn the lights up. I want to see their eyeballs. We're going to need a few more than that. We kind of got an idea. We kind of got an idea of what church is like, right? Now, what do I want you to take from this? One, I want you to be motivated. Because our project this year is North Vietnam. And North Vietnam may not be quite as dangerous as Nigeria. But it's dangerous. And people are dying. And people are risking their life to get the gospel to unreached people. And, and so we saw they sneak in jungles to come together. But I tell you what, I don't know if you felt it or not, but I felt a sweet spirit in this little group. 
I promise you this, you don't have to have a massive choir, although I like it. It wouldn't matter to me if it was triple size. I love a good choir. I love a comfortable building. I love all the things that, that God has provided for us. But guess what? He meets in a shack with 12 people just as real as he meets with us here. Now, we got to understand. Now, this was the same. We stayed with our Matthew theme. Isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing how the timing, I didn't plan none of this. Y'all know we've, we've, we've missed a chapter here and there. We've had other series we've had to do. And, and all of a sudden, we're kicking off Missions Month. And the first message of Missions Month, staying with Matthew, is we are ambassadors. Now, if you think that's a coincidence, uh, uh, I got a bridge to sell you. <clears throat> how, are you repping, how are you repping the king? When's the last time you told somebody, God wants you back? God wants you back. You see, we're divine ambassadors. We have no excuse. We have a mandate, which is the Great Commission. Go ye. Say it with me. Go ye. Say it again. We have our command. We have our mandate. We have our responsibility. Not only that, we have power to do it. Acts 1.8, but ye shall receive. But ye shall receive. Power. Now, if we know what we're supposed to do and God has given us the ability to do it, what are you waiting on? You know, it, it comes down to this. It's obedience or disobedience. Bottom line. If we needed to wait for the materials, you know, there's some jobs that require materials. You got to wait on material. But God's given us everything. It comes down, are we going to obey or are we going to disobey? And all God's people say it. Let's do this. Everyone, bow your head and close your eyes and stand to your feet. We'll just, you got something? Dear Heavenly Father, we're here and we want to submit to you. Lord, we want to submit to you. We want to be good ambassadors. <coughs> Lord, we want to be good ambassadors. We want, to, we want to represent our king well. Lord, please help us to do this. I know, I know fear is a factor sometimes. But God, we've got authority. We're coming in the name of the king. We're not coming on our own we're not coming on our own initiative we're coming in the name of the king we have power we have authority we have a right we have a responsibility we have a mandate a command to share this gospel Lord help us to have the courage help us to have the courage that the people have in Sudan help us to have the courage that the people have in Nigeria Help us to have the courage that people have in North Vietnam who are sneaking through jungles to share the gospel, sneaking through jungles just to gather together to worship the king. God, give our church that kind of courage. Give our church that kind of boldness. Give our church that kind of witness. I pray for your power and I pray for your, your touch today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We're just going to sing a verse of invitation. We've got people at this altar. 
Listen, if you need to trust Christ as your Savior, you say, Preacher, I've never been saved. Well, please find a way. We've got men for men, ladies for ladies. We don't want you to leave without Christ. We don't want you to leave without Christ. Maybe if you're here and you already, you already know Jesus as your Savior, listen, pray for boldness. Let's be honest. Who could use more boldness when it comes to sharing your faith? Raise your hand. Come on, raise your hand. Let's ask God for that. Amen. As we sing, God, y'all help me sing. Here's our invitation. If you need to come, come on. All to Jesus. All to Jesus. I surrender. All to Him. Sing it. Me. I surrender all. I surrender all. Yes. I surrender all. All to Thee, my blessed Savior. I surrender. Sing that chorus. Come on, y'all sound great. Y'all sound great. Sing, I surrender all. Lord, I surrender all. Beautiful. Sing, church. I surrender all. All to Thee, my blessed Savior. One more time. My soul, it sounds wonderful. One more time with all you got. Worship him. Lord, I surrender all. Yes, amen. I surrender all. All to thee, my blessed Savior. I surrender all. Let's give him glory. Let's give him glory, church. Amen. Woo, felt a little God on that right there.